Hello, and welcome back to Podcasting is Praxis. I'm James, and my pronouns are they and them. I'm Jamie, my pronouns are he and him. I'm David, my pronouns are also he and him. And joining us tonight, we have a special guest, Lila. Hello, my sweet baby comrades. My name is Lila. My pronouns are she and her. Once again, we have assembled the gender triforce. Uh, we also have <laughs> the element of sickness represented by David. Yes. <laughs> Playing the role of Ganondorf tonight. <laughs> 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 oh, you're always Ganondorf to me. Yeah, um, yeah. I say Ganondorf. It's full on just calamity, fucking Ganon today. Yeah, no, you definitely don't sound so hot, David. No. So, um, so tonight's a bit of a weird one because we were we we're going to take this week off, but there was a hole in the schedule, and I cannot sleep tonight because the local elections are tomorrow. And so, in the interest of keeping me sane, we've decided to assemble and just talk shit. We we literally have no plan. So this is bad. It's getting binned. If it makes it through, then cool. No, this is good. This is like the like after dark Brazzers edition of Praxis Cast. Oh, please don't say that. Rob will be fucking livid for so many reasons. <laughs> Sorry, Rob. I mean, we normally have a rule of no horny on the pod, so like, and we Rob still do. Is- He's he's just going to feel left out mainly. That's what it's going to be. Still no horny on the pod. I mean, it was his choice to go tour in America and eating from big plates, so he's got to suffer for it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, dear. All actions have a price. Yeah. Okay, well, no, no, not the Brazzers version. I can't think what, maybe more like Hollyoaks after dark. There's <laughs> 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 nothing horny about that. <laughs> I think it depends on your on your version of like weirdo who likes Hollyoaks, basically. Uh, maybe, yeah. I mean, I think I think to a lot of new labour, Hollyoaks after dark would be horny. Uh, I'm trying to even remember like what used to happen on Hollyoaks after dark. They were allowed to swear, and people would get like violently murdered quite a lot. But didn't that just happen in normal Hollyoaks? Well, they weren't allowed to swear, I imagine. Well, no, but the like the horrible murder stuff. That's what I always used to tune into the After Dark for. I wasn't bothered about the swearing. Were the murders like were the murders like more like uh, gory After Dark? Well, I remember one when the like main villain fell on a big bed of spikes and got impaled multiple oh, times. Just <laughs> conveniently, a big bed of spikes just happening to be yeah, there. I can't remember what like what the context for the spike death was doing a doing a tour of the london dungeon or something you know what i mean (laughs) tripped and fell into the fucking iron maiden probably probably is hollywood still on or did it go the way of brookside Um, i think it went away didn't it i don't know i'm I'm gonna find out i'm gonna go find out i think i think it's hollywood still a thing i can't type um no, 23 seasons, it said. Oh, wait. No, seasons. it looks like it is. Who is coming back to Hollyoaks 2021 is the first people also ask, so I can only assume it's still a thing. How do you establish a season of a soap opera that's never yeah. fucking off telly? <sighs> Who per, knows? Per bed of Spike's death. <laughs> Maybe. I think that's how EastEnders does it. Was it like <laughs> fucking Emmerdale where they decided they needed to get all gritty and stuff? Yeah, like, what what we do in the farm this week, let's have a plane crash. Yeah, no, I remember the first ever episode where we did that, and they were, like, promoing it, and the big thing was a gas leak blew up a house. Like, that was their, like, big, like, you know, oh, we're getting gritty and real with it now, there's going to be a shock death, and it's just, like, gas leak takes someone out. Okay, sure, great. 
How how will we up that this year? Fuck it, Lockerbie. (laughs) (laughs) I would tune back in Hollyoaks to see how they pulled that off. What makes that joke you just cracked worse, David, is in my head momentarily I confuse Lockerbie with Dunblane. Both at once. Go for it. Go mad. Oh, I, had a, uh, I had a lecturer at college who almost did a Dunblane. Uh-oh. Fucking record scratch, what? <laughs> when, I, when I was doing me fucking me B-Tech in computing, the, the guy, right. like, the, the fucking, the, the chief guy, I don't know, who, the guy that was in charge of the course, anyway, was like fucking, uh, I, I shit you not, Bill Haddock was his name. <laughs> and, uh, and like... <laughs> Is he a Scottish politician, Benny Chance, alongside the uh, the usual? Because that's a very Scottish National Party name right there. I mean, he, was a, he was a fucking raggy is what he was like. And uh, checks out. He, he said on the first day that like no one had better, that you better not catch anyone calling him either Captain Haddock or Billy the Fish. <laughs> <laughs> we used to just call him Tennis Ball Heed. <laughs> but uh, after, after, like, the year after we left... He apparently had some like fucking uh, like wee bams from Stanley in his fucking right. in, the, in the class, and uh, one of them like gave him verbal and threatened to get his brother to come down from the estate and shoot him. <laughs> so the next the next lesson, like fucking Bill brought in a starting pistol and fired it at the kid. Amazing. <laughs> and then it ended up in, it ended up in the papers that like like students had feared he was going to do a Dunblane. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> That is amazing. I'm going to look up Bill Haddock. I wonder if he comes up. I mean, let us know what he's up to. He's, he's... Jamie, I take it he lost his job for that, right? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I kinda, I'm here for the timeline where he didn't, and he just leaves, like, a starting pistol on his desk from there on out, but, you know. <laughs> oh, no, it just comes up with the leading loyalist paramilitary Mark Haddock getting taken to hospital following a gun attack. The Haddock men are obviously cursed. <laughs> Following a gun attack from some bams from Stanley Estate. <laughs> from his uncle Bill. <laughs> Avenged themselves on his family. Nice, like it. Oh. I can't. I can't talk about one. Like we had some absolute nutters when I was going through things, but like it was all, you know, like at school it was always like, oh, I bet that teacher's a pedo kind of thing. And then at university, it's like, oh, I bet that teacher's giving out grades to people they're sleeping with. Spoilers, yes, in both cases, you know? Yeah, so, uh, there, were, there were only two kinds of teacher at my school, and it was pedos and, like, people who hated kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if you were both, you were a music teacher? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's the vast majority of teacher populations. Uh, not all of them. My best friend is a teacher. I'm allowed to say that. <laughs> oh, yeah. right, so you've got like a teacher pass, is it? Yeah. <laughs> like, pass even. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you see, you see, though, with the Tories being back in like power for like twelve years and going on, it'll swing back that way. Because the one, the one good thing about like fucking when the like the Tories being out was when the Ben went to school in like, the like two thousands. The teachers were actually good. It was like I, I would turn up at parents' evenings, ready to like fucking, you know what I mean, go to war, and they'd all be just like really nice and like fucking, oh no, yeah, we want to, we want to help your kid as best we can, and all this sort of stuff. And hmm. like I, you know, I talk a bit of shit here, but 
the quality education I got was all right. And like some of the teachers did give a shit. It's just that the, you know, there wasn't really a filter for quality, if you will. You know, there were lots of highs and lows. Um, yeah, so, I'm, I'm going to counterbalance that by saying my education was shit. I, <laughs> I learned fucking nothing. Jamie, remind me again, what years were you in, uh, like, school, high school? Uh, left in 93. Damn. God damn. Yeah. I think my teachers were pretty rubbish, but I was hardly ever there. But I did have one, my history teacher I really liked, because he tolerated me being a hideous trot. And also he had a framed <laughs> photograph of King Zog of Albania on his desk. Well, that's a story. Why <laughs> yeah. do you have that? I don't know. I, I, we did ask, and he was just like, just think he's a very interesting historical figure. <laughs> <laughs> but it is a bit weird, isn't it, when you think about it? An odd choice. Mm. I know nothing about that guy's politics other than he was a I monarch. I don't think they're great. I don't like... <laughs> Because that's, that's the thing. Usually when you've got someone and they've got like a strange picture or an odd sun-like symbol or something like that, it's like, what's up? It's like, I just think it was interesting historically, you know? Yeah. Which you then open up yeah. a can of worms with. I mean, I'm pretty sure that he was friends with Mussolini and that uh, Hawkshire like wanted him dead. So <laughs> this, is, this is crucially important. Was the photograph upside down? No. No, it was like full, like with all his medals on and stuff on the desk. Very odd. Also, actually, this same teacher. Oh, this is actually weirder. I maybe should have opened with this. He did once give me one of his dead wife's dresses. What? (laughs) (laughs) Have you still? Have you still got it? No, because it was really ugly. I didn't really know what to do with it. I just took it to a charity shop. Yeah. He just saw it turned up one day and presented it to me in a Tesco bag. <laughs> I'm really glad you said bag there because like, it would be even weirder if he just did it in the middle of a Tesco. Yeah. No. Yeah, that's where my head was at when, you know, just. No, he damn. brought it into class with me in mind because we were about the same size apparently, but uh, she'd been dead for about five years. That is. Uh, <laughs> mm, that's that's yeah. unsettling on multiple levels. I'm not gonna lie. I know it is weird, but he never had like creepy vibes. <laughs> Apart from the time he gave you the dress of his dead wife and told you you were about the same size. I know. I maybe don't. I'm maybe not a very good judge of character. I don't know. <laughs> well, you are on this podcast. So. <laughs> I mean, did you just like take the bag off my? Well, this is going to be a story to tell. No, I didn't. I just sort of said, oh, thanks, that's nice, and then just didn't think about it again. (laughs) How much was it his dead wife's, like, was she wearing it at the time? Well, no, I think he just was like... Did it have a hole through the middle where he stabbed her? (laughs) (laughs) It was really weird. It was still attached to a skeleton when he moved in. No, like, I think he was just a bit of a tragic figure and he'd kept all of her stuff after she died. Maybe no. this was, like, part of his healing process. I mean, that is, like, like, that is the only sort of understandable, not good, but understandable interpretation of it, right? Um, but still, even then, like, yeah, to your students... Yeah, probably not massively appropriate. No, really inappropriate. <laughs> I mean, we had, a, we had a chemistry teacher once ask my mate to come and sit on his knee in the middle of a lesson. Oh fuck! You were telling us about this the other night, Jamie. That's yeah. yeah. 
because we, we mate set his pen on fire in the Bunsen burner and I then do. panicked panicked when his pen was on fire and threw it and it stuck to the wall <laughs> <laughs> and the, the, the teeth like uh, I can't remember the fucking guy's name he was about 110 years old or something as well just proper mummified guy and he just went like he went like oh, come and sit on my knee and, and it was like everyone was just like fucking like a record scratch do you know what I mean all the flames on the Bunsen burners just froze like mid flicker <laughs> And, and like my mate my mate was just like absolutely fucking was like nah like do you know what I mean and, the, and he just started coming towards him and he ran away and he was just chasing him around the fucking desk so it was like it was absolutely <laughs> surreal uh, a good Benny Hill moment yeah <laughs> I do love I was I was going to say earlier but Lan, I love the number of times you look back on your childhood and you realise that the only thing that saved you from indelible trauma was just obliviousness. Yeah. Like, does anyone else get that? Because I get that quite often when I look back at my childhood. I think that's how I live my life as an adult as well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if it ain't broke, right? Yeah. What I what I do what I do like realise about my fucking like my, I say childhood like well into my fucking twenties. I think this went on to, but a lot of the stupid shit I tried to do didn't work. Do you know what I mean? <clears throat> Mm-hmm. Like that time, um, someone found a cave, like under the fucking under the main road. I don't like this already. If you went, yeah, this is already. If you went like there's like the main road going out of the village, and on on once it's like you know on the, like it cut into the side of a hill, and so mm. on the the like the lower side of it, it's like a really steep hillside, and they found like this tiny fucking cave entrance. No, no, and uh, they were like, oh yeah, we're gonna go in. So like fucking. Like these, like a couple of lads, like you had to like get really like like low down and crawl in. You know, it was like nope. fucking just. And the couple of lads went in, and then I went like to go in, and I was like, "Yeah, this fucking reeks of gas, you idiots!" Do you know what I mean? And they were like, <laughs> "They were like, what?" I was like, "Come out!" So I pulled these two lads out who were like just dizzy as fuck at this point. You know what I mean? And I was like, you f- did you not smell that as you were going in, you fucking idiots? So when, then we decided, like, they were like, well, what should we do? And I was like, well, we'll go up on top of the fucking hill and throw rocks at the entrance to try and cause a spark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the voice of reason. Yeah. Ah, oh, that's, that's wonderful on multiple levels. So, like, what age were you? You're in your 20s. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm saying just 29. like 29. Yeah. No, I think I think it was about like 13, 14 then. But no, I'm okay, saying I just right. I kept on like doing st- I mean, later I was usually drunk, do you know what I mean? When we we do like stupid shit and fucking and and God, wouldn't it be cool if we like fucking threw a breeze block off the roof of the fucking like uh, halls of residence or something at university oh, or Oh god. I, d- I didn't realise you were part of the riots, Jamie, but carry there's on. There's a football, there's a football floating in a flooded roadworks with sign that has signs around it saying, like, high voltage cables keep out. Let's get in there and get that football. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> well, they're not uh. conductive, are they? You'll be all right. Yeah. Well, we, so <laughs> yeah, we were, and then we, and then we, played, think, fo- we played football they- up the main road back to the, like, back to my mate's fucking digs. Just dribbling the football think, like, like, up the main road out of the town, passing it backwards and forwards, and like like commentating, going like Beardsley passes to Beardsley, Beardsley shoots, and so on. And then a taxi stopped to yell at us, and my, like while the taxi driver was yelling at me, and I'm going, I'm I'm going, you can't talk to me like this. I'm Peter Beardsley. My mate just <laughs> lay on the bonnet of his car and went to sleep. 
Do you think like that was all a result of those like insanely over the top like public safety things that used to be on the TV that you'd have probably seen as yeah. a kid? Like oh, yeah. the really fucking yeah. gay ones where it's like, would you like to watch a child fry himself to death? Yeah. Yeah, it's like those are I think they had the opposite effect, because I think they just desensitized you to the you know Oh yeah. I mean they 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 just they were just a dare, basically. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Like just oh well, what's what's on the telly? What's on the telly before the cartoons? Oh, it's Blofeld from James Bond, and he's going, "Don't come down to the lake, or I'll fucking kill you." <laughs> I do, I do like there's two kinds of people in the world: those who take things as warnings, and those who take them as challenges. And I know exactly what category you're in, Shane. Although we did have Emergency Nine 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 when I was a kid, which was very much in the same vein. I I think I saw this, but like it was past my time. Uh, not that I mean to like you know totally date myself here, but was that the whole thing of you've got an emergency, pick up the phone, down nine 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 sort of thing? No, they did reenactments of nine 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 calls that had come in. Yeah. Oh shit! Is this the TV series? <laughs> yeah, yeah, with that dipshit off the news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike is he called Michael Burke? Yes. Yeah. I think it, I think yeah. it was. Yeah. I'm looking Mike, up. Michael they... Pillock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they did like reenactments of. Uh, 999 calls and I only remember two and one of them was like that one that I think turned into an urban legend of someone getting trapped at the bottom of the swimming pool by like a current and then the other one was um, somebody falling off their tractor and getting trampled by sheep (laughs) (laughs) the episode I saw of that was some guy getting like a he drove into something and got a metal pole through the windshield and through him and the mental part about it, which I didn't really clock at the time as a kid, but he saved the fucking pole after they, like, cut it out of him. Oh, and, he kept like, it? Yeah, they were showing the pole on TV. Yeah, I would keep I'd it. I'd keep I that. Yeah. It had, I, I don't Look know. Look at this it had, fucking like, pole that I defeated. Yeah, once, once <laughs> something's been in your body, it's legally yours. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a state, state. Don't <laughs> tread on my shit. <laughs> Some friendly advice for everyone now. I don't know if it, I don't know if this was the same TV series. Actually, it might have been one of the the older kind of. In fact, it probably was one of these older shows that was the same sort of idea. Um, in fact, it must have been age wise because I've just looked up and Watch Your Emergency nine 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 only started in twenty twelve, but this is a far older one. And, yeah, um, there must be an older one because I there is there is an older one than that. Yeah, yeah, there's one yeah. from the nineties, like definitely. Yeah. yeah. So what I remember about. What I remember about that is I saw it as a kid and it had this bit of kind of strangely pinkish flesh. I can't imagine they were making like shows like that with Michael Burke in them in 2012. Like one of the fucking ghosts <laughs> from Pac-Man by that point, surely. Uh, ghouls. This one got, hang on. Um, oh no, it was Hugo Spear, which sounds like a made-up fucking Morrowind name if ever I've heard one. Yeah. Was he not a member of the fucking Nazi party? I was just going to say, like, he sounds like he would fight Indiana Jones, do you know what I mean? <laughs> Apparently he was on McCallum, The Bill, and Heartbeat. Fighting, fighting Indiana Jones over Michael Burke. It belongs in a museum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking hell. It's going to be wild, it's going to be wild when, when this goes out, and then on Friday we, we realise Michael Burke's unsubbed from the Patreon. <laughs> I mean, you know, we've, we've definitely got some higher class of patrons these days. Someone upped their... Someone joined the pod at the £5 tier and then a few days later 
upped to the £10 tier just out of nowhere. And I'm like, what did you listen to that made you decide we were worth the extra fiver that quickly? I really want to know. So if you are that patron, please write in. Yeah, what they, what they listened to was me crying in my car outside, like, fucking Tesco. <laughs> Fuck. I don't think you should publish that for any patron tier. It's <laughs> too personal. <laughs> Like, listen, sometimes you just got you got to give them what they want. This is like a whole parasocial relationship thing, right? Like, you know, I mean, I'm, I myself, I will fucking put this podcast on in the background um, when I'm doing housework sometimes. Because partly, right, it's like, listen to the episodes I'm not on. But some of it is just re-listen to episodes we've done before, just to kind of remember the crack. And um, it's definitely like, it's kind of strange, really, when you listen to a podcast that you yourself are on. I don't know, does anyone else do this or am I just a weirdo here? I, I do this during the edit and I hate it. Yeah, okay, I'm that's... pretty incapable of listening to my own voice without doing like an enormous full body cringe. Probably <laughs> yeah, have like, to I, get um, over that at some point. But, I, was, yeah. I was like that like at the start, but yeah. I, I'm, I'm, everyone's just fucking big me up too, too much now and I'm on top of <laughs> just listening to my own I voice can't... all day now at this point. I can't listen to episodes that I've been on that I haven't edited that's not possible for me to do because when I do the edit, I take out loads and loads of really wee pauses, like little micro pauses after I say yeah. something or just to tighten things up. And I'm really fucking anal about how much I'll do that shit. And then when I hear it, yeah. I'm just like, this sounds like no one cares what I have to say, which is true, but I don't need that affirmed. Yeah, you can tell, you can tell when I've done an edit because there's, there's a lot less occurrences of me going, do you know what I mean? <laughs> so here's the thing i noticed the david one i'd noticed that and i appreciate it by the way david i appreciate all the kind of pause removal you do but i hadn't caught that for you jamie but now that you've pointed out oh yeah like so, yeah absolutely all the, all the time like you know man. i wonder what rob's editing tell is uh it just leaves in all of the fucking libel usually isn't it you have, to, <laughs> you have to send it back like three times oh, good for rob no hope you're enjoying your holiday rob we love you yeah. <laughs> I think Rob, Rob's edits are usually, like, if anything, the problem with a Rob edit is the amount of fucking background noise that's just left in, which I will go through, like, ridiculous levels of fucking pain to fit, try and find and cut. Um, but that's because Rob's using that fucking, like, the worst software of all of us. Well, that's because I've taught him how to do it. That's the fault of Rob. Do you know yeah, what I, mean? I, I know, and then you learned method, better and, then, and got something else. And then I else. immediately upgraded my method, like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> we taught him how to do it wrong yeah. as a joke. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. The continental breakfast of editing. I mean, he's not, he's not definitely not on the continent, right? Well, he's on our continent, but he's way in but America. Every, everyone's on our continent, you know what I mean? Like, nah, I could be really snotty here and make a joke about International Space Station, but I can't be arsed. Oh, yeah, we, we, uh, we pod from there on the regular. <laughs> <laughs> what, what I was going to say, though, is I think he's out, he's made it all the way to Pacific Ocean now, I'm pretty yes. sure. Yes, he has. Oh, God, I've just checked the channel. He's literally live posting how drunk he is right now. Oh, Are you no. doxing Rob? Don't do it. <laughs> you sound so concerned no stop that's about as sincere as I can get I'm afraid god I could do with a fucking holiday right now no oh same I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm going to try and go somewhere this year like it's just going to be in the UK unfortunately but I need, I need to get like a nice long weekend at the very least like just away from here. 
Like, I said to myself that I would take some time off before the elections. That didn't fucking happen. And uh, I don't know if I'm going to get time off after tomorrow or not. Well, admittedly, I did try and give you, like, some time off from this, and you, you decided that we'd just record this tonight, so obviously you don't want any. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, I'm, I'm kind of, I don't know what to do with myself, because... I've done all the election prep for my, my job for the Northern Independence Party and, like, you know, it's all in flight. It's like the die is cast, you know, we've crossed a Rubicon and it's going to be what it's going to be. There's not really anything I can do apart from sit around on the clock and wait for, you know, like, if there's an emergency rolls in, I'll be right on that. But up until that point, I've got nothing to do. Oh, don't worry. I, I, I've, I've got some things I can give you to do. Don't worry. Uh-oh. I don't, I don't like that, David. You don't? No, then you won't, but... What do you think is likely to happen with the local elections tomorrow for the SNP after all this we're nationalising ScotRail kind of bullshit they've been uh, putting Nothing, out? because thoughts? no one cares. Yeah, does anybody vote in local elections in Unfortunately, Scotland? Unfortunately, yes. Uh, yeah, yes. it's such a long time since I've actually lived in the motherland that I don't really remember what it's like. <laughs> shit, it's still shit. Yeah. If anything, it's probably more shit. Um, yeah. uh, it's fucking. I don't, I, I don't know. I don't really think there's going to be any meaningful change. Um, nah. If anything, maybe, maybe some more green ones. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, supposedly they're showing Poland the Scottish Greens here. Full disclosure: I'm a member of the Scottish Greens. Slightly longer disclosure, and I'm not sure how I feel about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> They're showing like 14% polling, they've been crowing about it on Twitter. I'm wondering how much of that translates into them actually getting more seats for. So, we'll see. I don't know, I would um, imagine you'll maybe get like a little bit of it, but if anything it's just going to be, it's, it's not going to take away anything really from the SNP. Um, I would imagine it's going to come from like ex-Labour voters. Um, I don't know, I really don't see anything changing too drastically anyway. But then I'm I mean, also completely disengaged from Scottish politics as much as I possibly fucking can be. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm very out of the loop this electoral season because obviously I've been paying more attention to the north of England. So uh, yeah, how do you reckon your your oh, boys are gonna do? Oh come on, you can't ask me that. Don't don't do that to me. <laughs> uh, no, come on, you have to. This okay, the, okay. This is the drama, the dramatic night before recording. <laughs> yeah, if, if you've ever wanted to hear conniptions. Yeah, yeah. Know, right? So, uh, so here's the thing. I'm not. I'm not authorized to speak as a spokesperson for the Northern Independence Party. So I, I can't actually comment at length. Okay. Uh, but what I will say is, honestly, I don't know. Like, and not because like, you know, I can't talk about all the things we've seen and haven't seen, etc. But like, it's the first time standing in these seats, like brand new, and there's not been like a you know couple of years of like you know concerted councillor building a rep sort of thing. It's we're going in brand new, blind, to a whole variety of seats with a variety of different kind of backgrounds, so it's impossible to say. Like, genuinely, um, I, I, you could give me any result tomorrow, and I probably would kind of, I'd be like, oh, wow, for like a minute, and then be like, yeah, that makes sense. Because there's just nothing, there's really nothing to kind of track it against. There's no historical polling, there's no national polling that'll work, because it's, you know not enough seats and also there's just crap national polling for local elections um so yeah i got nothing genuinely and that's part of what's doing me in is the fact that i've got no clue 
And so I keep, I've been, I've been joking that I kind of could probably be diagnosed as bipolar this week just because of how much I'm swinging between like relentless optimism, yes, and just the depths of despair on like a, you know, fucking cycle. You could time your, your watch to it, frankly, and that much like it. So I don't know. And it really isn't a cop out. I hope you can hear the nervous neurosis in my voice as I'm saying this. Yeah. Like, I think I know a couple of people who are going to vote in Newcastle for a Northern Independence Party. And that's all you need in local elections, isn't it? About 10 people. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I calculated it for each of the seats. And, like, one of the seats, it would take an act of God, I think. But I won't say which. But, I mean, you know, you look at the demographics and you can understand we were giving it a go just to see, basically. If someone was keen and we were like, well, let's, you know, let's see are how they, we do uh, in seats like this. Do they let God vote in the local elections? They do in Newcastle. <laughs> <laughs> they have a special relationship yeah um, he lives in biker ward though unfortunately so. <laughs> I've just I've just realised as we're talking about this I don't think I've, I've got a polling card for the local uh, elections were you going to vote anyway I mean I, yeah no, I might turn up because we've got a couple of like independent guys that are, uh, that are okay or actually like actually turn up and do stuff do you know what I mean so I'm going to turn up to write PASOK on the two Labour candidates. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to write in Sinn Féin. <laughs> Just for the crack, like. Um, yeah. I, uh, I've got a good local independent, which is surprising to me. There's no, um, without going in depth on it, there's ironically no Scottish Green standing in my ward. So I'm kind of free. Like, I can I can put my vote wherever I want, and I'm like, oh, it's going to be shit. And then I looked at it, and there's a grand total of one independent. And I looked him up on Twitter, and I'm like, oh, this guy doesn't suck. So I added him, and um, he came back going, oh, yeah, no, um, I uh, I'm, would probably just call myself an eco-socialist. And I was like, that's close enough. Fuck it, let's yeah. go. No, no, uh, no nude and proud guy in your area. <laughs> oh, I wish. I wish. <laughs> Oh, so apparently that was from last year. There was this party in Wales standing on the premise of, like, make Wales nude again, essentially. Um, Red, mad and nude, essentially. And I loved it. Their leaflet was fantastic. even had a bit about how they wanted to make all bus seats wipe-downable. That's a legit (laughs) policy, to be honest. I mean, it kind of is, but at the same time, like, you know, you definitely (laughs) want it to be wipe-downable after the nude guys have sat on it, frankly. Um... But yeah, no, I love that. Just dudes, dudes rock. Dudes electorally rock. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah, there was, on the sort of opposite end of the vibe spectrum, I remember when I was still living in Edinburgh, there was a guy who called his party the band divorce lawyers party. (laughs) 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 Running in a Comley Bank, which is a very posh part of Edinburgh. See, talking about the opposite end of the vibe spectrum, as soon as you mentioned bus seats, I thought of Oh no, don't remind me of that awful... No, 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 we're just just, just not entering that fucking zone. No. 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 Too cursed. Even for the Brazzers cast, it's too cursed. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I've I've just walked past a hotel room to hear the wailing of the damned inside and just kind of, you know, carried on whistling like uh, ghouls. <laughs> yeah. We, we before we talk about that prick, we should we should uh, exhaust all other available topics up to and including piss beard. 
McGraw from the other oh, night. Oh no, no, not the piss man. Been recording for 45 minutes and it's taken this long for piss beard McGraw to turn up. So that's <laughs> that's quite good going. Well done. So turning to a main topic tonight. No. <laughs> no. An article in Spite from Piss Beard McGraw. I was upset about that for about three days. I just hate the piss people. You left. I think you left the thread before before I got the fucking Highland Toffee okay. Photoshop done as well. So, <laughs> I st- I c- Twitter's fucking shit, and everybody you follow replying to each other means that stuff that you've muted still shows up. All awful, <laughs> all horrifying. So, for the benefit of our listeners, this was a thread about a guy who drinks his own piss. Yeah. essentially. Yeah, go on. And that's not not in a joking kind of. Describe yeah. the flex in his beard. <laughs> no, I'll leave that to you, Jamie. But to be clear, not in a, not in a. Oh, this guy's politically terrible. He drinks his own piss kind of way. But in a, no, literal. This guy drinks his own piss kind of way, including no, no, no. maturing it in a cupboard before he does. He's mild by piss people standards. He doesn't drink his own piss. As in, like he he will drink a piss once. He will drink a piss many times. And yeah. Has concentrated said piss to a point of it being chewable. They call it looping. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm fucking serious because I've fallen into this pit of hell before. That, that would have. That would. I, do you know? I re, I actually really like the, the the film I'm thinking of, but I would definitely watch a film about that with uh, fucking Bruce Willis and Joseph Gordon-Levitt in it. <laughs> yeah, there's this fucking guy called Brother Sage, and he has a website <laughs> called brothersage.com, and he's obsessed with piss, and he's got like a fucking list of protocols. I'm gonna look it up right now. The protocols of the elders. <laughs> the of protocols up. of the elders of piss. Yeah, exactly. Jesus Christ. Uh, hang on. What's his fucking stupid? He's got his own website where he hires himself out as like a fucking life coach. In fact, go on brothersage.com and just look at what Brother Sage looks like because you'll. It's, you can't even envision how awful it is. Right. Sorry, this is not a visual medium, but like. You can, you can hire <laughs> a, a, a life coach who drinks and t- get life advice from a guy who drinks his own piss. Yeah, yeah, but listen to the protocols because you're going to want to fucking end all of humanity. Its existence after this. This this isn't this isn't a visual medium. So if, if you need like to picture it at home, just imagine French Gary Lineker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wearing a Rastafarian kind of garb as well, bizarrely. Uh, so, oh my god. Right, the first one, obvious, oral use, diluted in water, drinking, swishing, or gargling, <laughs> he's put here. Swishing. <laughs> Got to right. taste for fine bouquage. But then you can level up to looping, which is drinking the continuous output from your body and taking a sip from every urination. <laughs> Awful. Uh, also involves eye wash. <laughs> no, thank you. Ear rinses. <laughs> t- tongue scraper dipped in urine. Oh. I mean, <laughs> I mean that one's that one kind of is already implied by the drinking it, but it's still it's just not. If people are going to start putting their own piss in their ears, James O'Brien's going to be out of a job. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And the last one on the list, which is the most upsetting, is injections. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> love, love to 
just fucking mainline my own piss. Just get a beautiful juicy vein up. That, that sounds like that sounds like parody. It's not though. It's real. I'm sorry. You've got a book on Amazon and everything. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Do you know what? Amazon, Amazon's terrible, and Jeff Bezos is like the worst cunt. But like, one great thing about Amazon is that they let literally any idiot put a book on there. It's, it's yeah. just great. His book is called Healing Water from Within. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! Yeah, it it just it sucks because all I can think about is just how awful this man smells, and I bet he lives somewhere like California where it's fucking hot. Like, I'm just furious. Right, I'm gonna stop everyone. Everyone's check check the podcast recording channel on Discord, please. (laughs) David has just photoshopped Looper the movie's poster to give Bruce Willis a piss beard holding a jar of aged urine. David, I don't know how you did that so quickly. I, I don't know whether to be impressed or applauded. Because well, he's still got he still got the beard and the jar cut out from when he was doing Wallace and Gromit the other night. Yeah. <laughs> You've always got to save this stuff in case it comes in handy in future. I've got every single individual asset I've ever photoshopped is just there and waiting for me. Poor drunk Rob with no context. <laughs> yeah, poor drunk Rob is typing. Oh no. Um, that one's that one's getting posted for the patrons. Like, oh, if you're yeah. on our Patreon, you will get to see it. Um, <laughs> Rob, Rob's Rob's just posting through it though, and he's, he's, he's arguing with me about grapes. It's not even noticed. Not even noticed. Bruce Willis with a jar of piss. He just thinks it's Ribena. It is the same colour, to be fair. What was most upsetting about the piss jar was seeing the concentrated urea crystals in it as like a sediment at the bottom. It was really not fun. I think think the the, the grimmest part was when when Bundy, hi Bundy, like compared it to a, a pint of like some fucking real ale thing. And he says, like, you know, it, it doesn't look too thick in this photograph, but in some of the pubs in Cardiff, they have to tease it out of the taps with a pipe cleaner. And Trizzy went, so does the piss guy. Uh, <laughs> hi, Kate. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Uh, oh, Brother Sage's artwork page has just got a nice drawing of a fish on it. <laughs> <laughs> Is it symbolic of something? I don't know. The fish swims freely within its own piss. Oh, yeah, that's probably it, isn't it? They tr- piss, <laughs> fish drink their own piss all the time and they're fine. <sighs> I, well, that's like the whole argument about every time you swim in the ocean, you're swimming in gallons of whale cum. But, like, personally, I, I don't really buy it. I think there's a there's a point of dilution. Would you, would you think it's waste not, want not with whales or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whales are in the looping. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god, they translate whale speech and it's just like motivational help stuff about try pissing in your eyes. Uh, oh, the the write-up for Healing Water with from Within says, um, travel across the Uriniverse. <laughs> with uh, with the pistastic writings of Brother Sage. Does it really say pistastic? Yeah, it really does. 
that is, that is incredible. That's like a Beavis and Butthead bit. <laughs> there's, uh, so there's this really good book I'd like to recommend, and it's not this one. Um, it's called How Not to Write a Novel. Is this, um, because this is a, a separate book, does that make this part of the extended Durenvels or? <laughs> no, no, no. Um, we'll, we'll get into that, I'm sure, uh, no and Lila. Um, no, this is uh, this is by a couple of editors. Right. <laughs> no, just, I mean, you've fallen, down this, you've fallen down this hole, I'm sure you've got more t- horrors to show us, right? Yeah, we, we've fallen down the, the piss well. <laughs> Again. Um, but no, it's like, so it's, it's by a couple of editors and um, they basically say, look, we can't teach anyone how to write, but we can definitively teach you how not to write. And so it's like a list of all the common mistakes they see in novels over and over and over again, right? And some of them are really straightforward, like situational ones, like a couple of characters will be just described as being in a meeting at work and they'll have a shouting argument with each other in that meeting and then the meeting resolves and everything's fine, like situational blindness, that kind of thing. But they have some advanced tricks, don't write these at home sort of section for the really out there ones. Number one, urine veils. <laughs> yeah. It's essentially, they basically say, there's going to be a time, we all get them, where you get a book across your desk, which is so wild and so weird because it's completely disconnected from any frame of reference you know. And it will just be full of just like assumptions of like good and like what's right and, and honest in the world, which are just so out of context that the person's oblivious to how they're coming off. And this is a perfect example of that. Like, you know, like describing someone's writing as piss is generally not considered to be a good endorsement. But in this guy's mind... It's piss-tastic. It's not just regular piss. Yeah. Piss-tastic sounds like something a fucking, like, radio DJ would say in the 80s, do you know what I mean? <laughs> it, it sounds very much like fucking um, Chris Evans, like, on the radio, kind of, you know, talking about something being terrible. It's piss-tastic. You know, like, in that kind of way, it's, yeah. Do you, think, do you think, like, Fridays, Fridays was, Friday was piss-tastic day at Radio 1 back in the day? <laughs> <laughs> Pistastic is the Haribo equivalent to the the Highland toffee of that jar. Just little nuggets of it you can chew on on the go. No. Gummy piss. Mm. No. Pistastic is is how uh, Chris Miles would describe his R2-D2 birthday cake. (laughs) Do these guys, do do they have a whole, like... Does it have to be drunk, or if they bake it into a cake and do well, edibles? Well, you that... can inject it if you want. Yeah. Oh god, don't remind me. <laughs> uh, no, they do all sorts of stuff. The worst thing that they do—well, I think the injections is the worst thing. They like, they do this thing where they like age it, so you keep it in like a vat in mm. your house for ages, mm. and then they like apply it in a poultice and just wander about with it on. <laughs> so they definitely stink. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they must, even without that, right, even if they were just drinking it, they must fucking reek. Yeah. I don't think I could bring myself to drink my own piss. Like, and I'm a very well hydrated person. (laughs) (laughs) I think just even thinking about it too much gives me the book. Yeah, no, definitely. What if you age it and loop it and then inject it, though? Your blood would be like the fucking alien. Do you know what I mean? Oh, God. Someone stabs you during a mugging and their arm melts. Maybe they're right. Maybe it is the fucking key to eternal life. Because if, if you can survive it, you can survive anything. It's the, the key to eternal life because neither the god nor the devil will fucking have you. 
You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> I, I just, I'm looking at Brother Sage and it's like, oh yeah, you know, he's been, he looks kind of spry and he's got very white teeth. Weird that he's got white teeth, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like, looking at this guy, it's like, it looks all good and well until you realise he's like 31 or something. <laughs> you know? See, the white teeth's uh, actually because of the micro crystals and everything that he drinks. Yeah. Brother Sage gets hit by a car and then, like, you know what I mean? The sky just suddenly clears because God's, like, reeling in all the clouds so he can't reach him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I also hate that there's just like a photo of some yellow water on his homepage. What I love about that picture <laughs> is it's very, very obviously, right, if you look at it carefully, it is a regular blue shaded stock image that someone has <laughs> colour corrected to yellow, which is just, uh, I mean, that's commitment. Yeah, upsetting. <laughs> Get over French Gary Lineker. I need to close this tab. <laughs> I mean, before you do, I'm going to read, just for the benefit of our listeners, it's got a bit that says service, and it just opens with, Aloha. (laughs) (laughs) This is your day to return to wellness, harmony, and balance. Brother Sage has built his wellness practice and writing uh, reputation since 1979, along with facilitating self-healing and transformation by providing ancient and modern healing modalities. Mm -hmm. Clients are supported with follow-up consultations and deeper relaxation sessions, creating quantum leaps, in all caps, in consciousness and joy, next to a picture of yellow water with a massive, like, drip kind of coming up the surface off of it. Like... Yeah, it's a bad time. It's a bad time. But you can call to arrange sessions for events, parties, and festivals at the bottom of the page, so why wait? Imagine a festival. (laughs) Imagine, like... Thousands of guys with those pubic beards with flecks of dried piss in them, just like all cutting about the place. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I think that might just be what Lindisfarne Festival is like. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just, I'm thinking about this and I'm like, that has to be, I didn't think there was, but that's got to be lower than a fish concert, right? In terms of the reek that comes out of it, surely. Mm Mm-hmm. There's no, there's no way. I just, I can't think of anything that would smell worse than Brother Sage. (laughs) (laughs) I think his name is false advertising too. Sage, ah, lovely smell. And then you like meet the guy, and like Jamie said, like the you know the varnish on your furniture starts boiling. What was it? Five minutes before the guy shows up. Yeah, just <laughs> fucking hell. Uh, also, hang on, I've just gone into his classes page. Oh, so that tab was well closed. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't do it. It's just so awful that I'm drawn to it. Um, like a car crash. <laughs> if you scroll down to the bottom of his classes page, he says that he says that foot models are wanted and can attend for free. No further information. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. Here, this click. It's off. <laughs> oh no! It's uh, learn the ancient art of art of foot massage with reflexology. Oh yeah. sure. With Brother Sage, well known as the world famous Footman. <laughs> you can't be a piss man and a footman. Pick one. I know, man. This, this guy is multi-track drifting oh, down the piss imagine, lane and defeat. Really. Imagine how much, like, how much more like cursed modern cinema would be if Quentin Tarantino was a piss guy. <laughs> I mean, they 
would certainly change from dusk till dawn quite dramatically. Yeah, Jackie Yellow. Uh. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, like, oh, this is so... It's written creepily, too. I thought we were, I thought we were closing the tab. Do you know no, what I mean? we're staying on this shit. I closed uh, the tab. Uh, learn how to take your friends, family, or clients into deep dot 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 deep relaxation <laughs> while deepening their healing and well-being in 30 minutes using various foot, all capitals, uh, massage techniques with reflexology. Mm-hmm. Just, oh, this guy's a wrong one. Do, do, yeah. do you do this foot massage for your family while drenched in your own piss or like, no? Do you use your like highly concentrated piss as the massage oil? <laughs> I mean, it, it might work as uh, what was that stuff they use to like strip a layer off your skin, like uh, when they do like facials and all that kind of stuff, like. Oh, yeah, like a type of acid. Yeah. Yeah, mm. like a, a you know a, just a nice piss mask to to help bring and rejuvenate your uh, your inner glow, etc. This has reminded me actually that I had my friend's older brother was a bit weird when i was little and he did once wash all the windows in a, in the house with his own piss and got in a massive what? amount of trouble for it what? he also once um shut my friend in a suitcase and gave her a walkie-talkie and threw her down the stairs what <laughs> what, what, what were the ages involved in this because this changes dramatically uh, here. i think me and her must have been about seven and he must have been about nine Okay, right. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just weird kid shit, but it yeah. is quite weird. I'm gonna look at the Amazon reviews of healing water from within. I wonder what kind of stuff Brother Sage was into when he was a kid. What was like the inciting <laughs> incident? You need to wonder. I think it's quite obvious. <laughs> <laughs> the first one is a one star review that says silly, childish, amateurish writing. This book is fifty percent jokes and songs about urine. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know what that drop was, David. Yeah, that's quite a scary drop. It was just Ralph Wiggum not wanting any more of this. Oh, <laughs> quite reasonably so. Yeah, yeah I, I agree with Ralph. Oh, dear. But I will say, imagining, like, my lovely horse, except it's about piss, has I really wish you wouldn't say little... <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> okay, okay, all right then, David. Change the topic then. What should we talk about instead? And what's the opposite of piss? <laughs> That's right, water. Have you drank enough water? I don't fucking know. I don't care. Just I don't want to talk about this guy anymore. I do have a massive bottle of water next to me. On you, I barely drink water. Like I'm really bad for that. I should drink more water, but I don't. I I basically subsist on tea. This is one of the reasons I think I might have ADHD. Um, just because like I I think I just self stimulate using tea and coffee to get through the day essentially. Like I drink a power of tea. You sure you don't just have like caffeine poisoning then? Like, nah, I don't think so. Um, caffeine doesn't really affect me that much. I wonder why. So, <laughs> okay, fine. I think your body gets it like adjusts to caffeine because I drink a, an awful lot of caffeine also, and um, they, I only notice when I don't drink it and it feels like my eyes are gonna liquidate out of my skull. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, Jamie's got his monster cans uh, with like the what? Well, it's skeleton cans, isn't it? Or have you have they moved on now? No, no, it's the mango, the mango one with the skeleton on. Yeah. Oh, actually, I am just going to briefly, just unfortunately, need to take this back to piss before taking it back right away from piss. But oh, right, like how quickly. Now the piss is on the other foot. No, 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 no. Before oh, anyone no. fucking asks me, no, piss is not a juice. I just need, I just need to put that out. Piss is not a juice. Do not fucking at me about that. Yeah. Just setting up the, the debate to end all debates between David and Brother Sage. Do you reckon, do you reckon if Brother Sage stands still long enough, dude, he just ends up with like a perfect sphere cut out of the scenery around him, like a, like when the Terminator arrives? You know what I mean? Just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the ammonia just kills everything. That must I, be it. I, I've heard of, what is it, Chekhov radiation, but this is a, a whole new kind at that point. Just like the reactor starts up, it's got a piss yellow glow. Uh. Anyway, so I'm starting to think this recording was a mistake. Yeah, <laughs> I I think the, I think the patrons and the public will love it. Well, the patrons will love it because you know they're into whatever like weirdness. We yeah, put the their patrons way. are into piss. You heard it here first. Oh. <laughs> That's what you're yes. paying for. Our, our patrons are indeed a bunch of piss piggies, apparently. I mean, I mean, in fairness with the quality of the shit we put out, yeah, you, you may yeah. as well enjoy piss. What we should, what we should do is we should pivot to something like everyone wants us to talk about. Like, let's let's do an, like the last half hour about the Batman or something like that. I haven't I seen. I liked it. the Batman. Oh, here I we go. I liked the Batman. I thought it was really good. It was alright. David, see, have you seen the Batman? Have you seen the Batman? I've not seen it yet. No, no. Oh, well, then we can't talk about that. No. I recommend it, David. It's definitely good. It's all right. I can teach you all about Nestor Gates if you want. <laughs> about what? About Matt Gates's large adult son. Oh, go on then. Tell us about <laughs> Matt Gates's large adult son. <laughs> Oh, well, two years ago, Matt Gates, an unmarried Republican who's very staunchly against gay rights, so he is married now since Nestor came out of the woodwork, he announced that he just had an adult son that he'd got from Cuba, who's like a guy called Nestor, who I think was like 19 at the time. And um, somebody was like, well, show us the adoption papers. And he was like, I don't have any. He's just adopted with, it's just like a love bond between me, Nestor, and God. Um, and this is a beautiful man who does look like Beavis who um, <laughs> who is currently saying that uh, all women who oppose the abortion ban uh, probably have a have a HelloFresh subscription for one set up as if that's a super sick burn <laughs> I mean I, I did see someone online going um, he, he made a comment along the lines of yeah they all come home to a microwave meal of their cats and an e a fruitless evening on Bumble and then someone clapped back at him going well you know you'll want to talk given that your dating app is Venmo so um... <laughs> please, please don't say clap back Oh, is that too American, Jamie? Am I not allowed to do that? No, it's just days? like it's the sort of thing you see in the Twitter sidebar. You know what I mean? <laughs> like fucking all oh, the, the the presidential debates were on, and Elizabeth Warren clapped back at Bernie Sanders or some shit. You know what I mean? What's that? What was that one where they fucking was it? I can't remember who. It, it might have been Warren and someone. No, it was the vice presidency in 2020. The vice presidential debates happened and Perspex screens can't contain these facial expressions and I was just like, I want to die. Oh, no. Like, speaking of wanting to die, right, so obviously the whole Roe v. Wade thing has happened, right, which is fucking... I'm glad you narrowed that down because that could have been about fucking anything with the preface, speaking of wanting to die. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, especially when you're on the call, David, there's many different things that make you want to die. All of them. Like, including the first half of this recording. Well, we just spent 40 minutes talking about piss. Do you know what I mean? Like, fucking... I'm never going to get invited back. <laughs> I think it's going quite well. Um, no, but, like, so the Roe v. Wade thing has happened where they floated this trial balloon, which is what I think it actually is. I'm not convinced that someone just leaked it for the, sh- the shit of it. I think they've basically put this out there to see if the public will take it or not. And if there's no riots, they'll take it. And so they'll do it, essentially. No, I think someone just leaked it. You think so? Yeah, I, you, you ascribe far too much, like, um, conspiratorial competence to the American government and its various, like, branches and everything. I suppose, maybe. Yeah, they're all just lunatics, yeah, aren't they? It's just a legion of, like, random fucking fools just all, like, whirling around doing their own fucking thing. Adopting large adult sons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will say, if this was some, like, mad lad champion who went and leaked this, then fair play to you. Fair play. Well done. I hope we never find out who you are. Um, on a similar vein, though, like, um, after this came out, there's been all this fucking rehabilitation of Elizabeth Warren has been going on. Have you guys caught this shit? Uh, no, I think I might have her name muted, actually. <laughs> good, good fucking call. I'm suspended from Twitter, so no. I, I, I'm, I'm on my alt and I only follow like 12 people or something, so I'm, I'm just blissfully unaware of the news. It's great. Detoxing from the discourse. Your Twitter feed must just be like, me being hyperactive. It, it's that and me <laughs> photoshopping Keir Starmer, yeah. And then you yeah. reacting to said photoshops of Keir Starmer. Yeah, it's basically, it's basically you and David looping Keir Starmer. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. That's, a, that's, a, that's a new verb we're, we're no. using here. I'm going to sue you. <laughs> Slanderous. And out comes Photoshop again. <laughs> He's only taking the piss. Anyway, um, more like I don't know, like the whole Elizabeth Warren thing. We got oh, she's so angry about this. And I'm like, yeah. And maybe if you hadn't fucking stabbed Bernie Sanders right in the front, you know, in the process of trying to get yourself the faintest whiff of power, like mm-hmm. a joke, then maybe there'd be you'd be in a position where you could actually do something about this. Um, yeah, she sucks. Yeah, can't stand her. Like you know. I tell you what, I tell you what, she's not all bad though. Because remember the hilarity when all of her fucking stands, for, for, you know what I mean? <laughs> started getting, started getting the fucking tattoos, yeah. Oh no, she did also inspire one of the best Trump t- tweets, which was um, when her husband said that he's happy to be there. Trump was like, "He's supposed to be there. It's his house." <laughs> yeah, that, that that was a good one. That was oh, there's so many good Trump tweets. Like, I I, I, just, I want him back. Bring him back He'll on be the back, website. Don't worry. Yeah, he's, he's gonna he's gonna win in twenty four. So, mm. I mean, there's a very good chance he will. The way the Democrats are fucking carrying on right now. I mean, they've got no. They've reached the point where it's like you can only dangle the carrot for so long, and eventually you have to give people a bite, and they just can't fucking bring themselves to break the filibuster to do it. Nah, like. We just can't do it. Congratulations to like fucking Joe Biden, the man of history, and the last, America's last ever Democratic president. <laughs> I think you mean democratically elected, Jamie. I said what I said. <laughs> also, the Stop the Steal movement would disagree with you. <laughs> oh man, I've, I've been joking with some of my American friends. Like, listen, if you have to become a handmaid, just like come over here. We will make you wear the outfit. Like, 
It's just, it's grim. It's really fucking grim. Speaking of which, though, have you seen, like, all the liberal protesters um, starting to do that whole Handmaid's Tale bullshit in, like, like really for legit actually turning up to protests wearing it now in earnest? I don't understand why they're having these protests and none of them, like, take guns. It's like the one, the one thing, the one thing America has going for it is that you could turn up with a gun. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, I don't, yeah, this is what I said. Like, what's your excuse? You all have access to AR fifteens. <laughs> like... <laughs> it's all. Um, I mean, like a large part of it is because guns in the United States are a class division thing more than anything else. Like the middle classes don't fuck with guns that much unless they're right wing. You know. Well, they should. I mean, yeah, they should. Socialist Rifle Association. Go look them up if you're in America. But apart are. from that. Yeah, and Arm Your Friends. They're a really good organisation. All, uh, all the John Brown Gun Club. How about them? Well, they, yeah. that's, that sounds incredible. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> it is. If, if shooting was available over here, I'd probably give it a go, actually. You should. It's very fun. I, I encourage everyone to give it a go. So here's the thing. I have actually... So when I was in America one time, I got taken to a firing range by my partner's best friend's like then like guy she was dating, who was a total weirdo. And there's stories there, which we'll get to. Um, and so I got to actually try like firing different guns, and it turns out I am a natural with a handgun. Um, like I was hitting dead center on targets, and the guy's like, "How the fuck are you doing that?" And I'm like, "Don't know. It just feels like simple to me." Um, Absolutely wasted on pacifism. <laughs> Give it up. Get rid of that I am committed to political pacifism. <laughs> however, however, I could not hit anything with an AK. No, that's that's the point. <laughs> yeah, don't matter. Yeah. Oh, spray and pray. It was like limited. Um, the state we were in, it was limited magazine sizes, so I couldn't even like spray and pray. I was just trying to take single shots with it. And they... What do you mean? Uh, the the state we were in limits the number of rounds you can have in a magazine for an automatic weapon. Yeah, but how many? It was like four, I think. Mm. Yeah, that's, mm. that's absurd. That like, look, don't. I don't know what to say. Were you on a plane? <laughs> I, I... Can't understand why they'd need to limit it that much. Do you know what I mean? Y- yes, Jamie. It turns out I'm a crack shot with a handgun on a plane. Um, who would have thought it? I was as surprised as you. I, I, well, I mean, you say that, but like, you know, you, you can get those special bullets that they invented because like the Americans just couldn't bear to be on a plane and not be allowed to use their gun. So they had to invent those special bullets that are like jelly with like metal bits in it. So you can shoot people oh, I on bet planes. They're fun to shoot. Yeah. I'm just picturing flubber bullets now. That's <laughs> kind of oh dear. Oh, I've just I've just had a flashback to that. What film is it where Poirot is a fucking like terrorist and he like machine guns a bunch of people on a plane? Not enough of them. <laughs> yeah, that sounds amazing. I don't know. <laughs> oh, it's it's um it's executive decision. Or fucking uh, is it David Suchet that plays Poirot? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He tried to break into Hollywood as the villain in a, a fucking Steven Seagal film. <laughs> oh wow! Oh wow! Of all the fucking mediums to try and do that. That reminds me. Actually, I watched the fucking uh, the new Kenneth Branagh Poirot the other day. Uh-huh. Fucking hell! That was that was so bad. Yeah, he doesn't hold up to Suchet, does he? I, I don't know. I quite I quite liked the the one on the train. I thought that was all right, but. Five minutes into the new one, I, I was pissing myself laughing, and I'm like, I don't think this was the tone he was he was going for. Yeah, like it has. It starts with a flashback to World War One, 
um, to explain Poirot's gritty backstory and how he got his moustache. <laughs> <laughs> he stole it off a dead man. <laughs> he, he he took the bits that Hitler shaved off. No, he um he, he like decide, he tells it that they, they get orders to to do like an uh, an attack against the Germans, which will be suicide. But he sees some birds and therefore says that they should go right away because the birds like know when the gas is coming or some shit. And so they like they get they kill the Germans without like taking a single casualty. And then the captain steps on a mine. And Poirot, like, is the next scene, he's in hospital, and he's like, uh, fiance comes to talk to him, and he's very pointedly lying in the bed, facing away from her, and I just started giggling, and the wife's like, what, what's so funny? I was like, he's got Joker scars. That's why he's hiding his face, do you know what I mean? And sure <laughs> enough, his whole upper lip is, like, cut to pieces, and that's why he grows a big mustache. <laughs> it's, it's so ridiculous. That is amazing. <laughs> It's just like it's up there with it's up there with the bit in Solo where you find out why he's called Solo. Do you know what I mean? In terms of like things no one was like asking. You know what I mean? I think I deleted this from my brain. It was that bad. What was it, Jamie? Well, in in Solo, yeah, he's on his own when he signs up to join the army, and yeah. they're like they're like you can't you can't you have to have a surname, and so they call him Solo because he's on his own. It's like the stupidest thing ever. You, you, do you know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that is, I did. Also, not him that comes up with it. It's the um, space Nazi that actually recruits him. So he just went. He went with the nickname that a space Nazi gave him for the rest of his life. It's great. You can. Do you know what I mean? Though it's just like that's modern cinema, isn't it? Everything has to be explained. I saw people mad at the Batman because it it like starts with uh, Batman and Gordon like on speaking terms, and someone on Twitter was mad about how that was a plot hole. And it's like, Ugh. fucking hell, do you know what I mean? <laughs> I can't, if we have to live through another Wayne Parents assassination. Sorry, oh. listen, I cannot get hard if a Batman movie doesn't start with pearls hitting the bottom of an alley. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, that's how it's got to go every time. What was incredible about it was, someone was complaining that it was like stupid because like, why would a cop trust Batman and we haven't seen them become friends? And someone else, rather than just tell that person to shut up, said like oh well they're making a tv show so maybe that'll like fill in the backstory and it's like for the love of christ like oh no stop bad we don't want to disney plus everything uh-huh. well speaking of disney plusing everything uh david are you are you excited for the obi-wan prequel i am i i am looking forward to it because it's going to be a limited run of six episodes and they probably won't do anything with it after that because they're very limited in what they can do and that's good it's good when they're limited. They're limited to six episodes because after six episodes, uh, fucking Ewan McGregor will have paid for his divorce. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, ex, the executives at Disney will be trying to, like, like, do you know what I mean, introducing them to all of their single friends to try and get them married and divorced again so they can bring them back for a second season. Uh, hey, uh, this is Minnie. Um, I know she doesn't look like your type. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. <laughs> was that about the right level for tonight? It feels like it was. Yeah, yeah. it does, yeah. But no, I, I watched the trailer for that, and, and like for a flicker of a second, I was like, that looks kind of interesting. Then I remembered everything that I was like watching, seeing in the entire context, and went, no fucking way. My, my, my official position at this point is to wait for David to watch it, and then see what David says about it. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be watching it, because my daughter's hyped, because like, 
she grew up with the the fucking prequels. She thinks like fucking the funniest thing that's ever happened in cinema is um, is Hugh McGregor delivering the lines "killing younglings." She's not wrong. <laughs> no, she's she's on the money. <laughs> oh, what I love about that whole sequence is. Um, like every time they had to talk about killing younglings, it took, they corpsed every fucking time they were doing it and had to do it again and again and again until they were physically sick you of it. You can see him like covering his mouth so you can't tell he's laughing as he says it. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> How are you meant to keep a straight face at that? Yeah. Like genuinely. It's right up there with George Lucas doing the whole naming the, the fucking character in the Force Unleashed and all the rest of it. No, as, it's uh, Darth it's, um... and all that. No, it's it's just it's got the same energy as Tim Curry seeing space. Yeah. <laughs> at least at least they had they had they knew they were on the fucking gold. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like, <laughs> if Lucas if Lucas had sense, he would have just used one of the takes where they were like corpsing. Do you know what I mean? This is why the prequels are the best Star Wars films because they're the most memeable. The rest of them are all shit and boring. The, the prequels are very funny and good. They've got that one line about sand. That's good. <laughs> Yes, yeah. yes. They've got the, uh, the rolling through the field doing the forced romance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. cuts to the awkward night by the fireplace kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. The thing the thing the thing with the Star Wars prequels is there's like like loads of nerds who like grew up on the originals and are mad about the prequels and it's and, and, and the sequels. And the thing is, the thing to realise is if you'd been an adult when you saw the first ones, you would have been mad about them as well. <laughs> I love the original fucking Star Wars trilogy and it's purely because I saw it when I was like four and I yeah. watched it a hundred times until I wore out the VHS, do you know what I mean? It's like the only the only set of films I owned on VHS as a child. So yeah. you know, I know the whole thing backwards and don't need to watch it ever again. But like it's not because it's not because they were great films or anything. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the prequels aren't great films by any means. However, they are absolutely a vehicle for more Palpatine, and like that's what makes those films. That's all you need. That's why. That's why Episode Nine had one redeeming feature, and it was literally just have some more fucking Palpatine. The rest of this will be shit, but just here's one guy who really has a taste for scenery. Honestly, I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> say. Episode nine is probably better than like fucking Force Awakens because Force Force Awakens Force Awakens was like just fucking wallpaper paste, but like at least Episode mm-hmm. nine was funny. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it was bad in an interesting way, and in many ways, that's what ages better. It was bad in like several interesting ways. I was just <laughs> by the end, I was sat biting my fucking hand so I wouldn't like laughing because we were in a like crowded cinema. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I'm just there like fucking chewing my finger, trying not to fucking like. I felt that way about the third. What was it? Um, Revenge of the Sith was it? The third one from the the like prequels they did. Yes. Because uh, I went to see that in a cinema with a bunch of mates. I'm in high school, and um, you get to that scene of Anakin having the bad dream, and the way it's shot, he's just lying in bed moaning, "Padme, Padme," kind of thing, and we just all fucking dissolve laughing. And a fucking usher is coming down towards us, like, "Oh, I'm gonna have to have words with him until we finally get it under control when he wakes up," sort of style. But I mean, like, what the fuck? Like, so much of the prequels and just Star Wars in general is you really didn't have time for another take. You know, the movie, essentially. See, well, I, I went... When I was about, like, 12, 11 or 12 or something, we went to Legoland on holiday. I didn't I didn't, I didn't, didn't realise we had Lego back in the Jurassic era. Yeah. But um, we had to get a ferry to Denmark. <laughs> <laughs> and um, they, had, they had a cinema on the ferry. And 
Right. It was fucking hell. It was a, it was a body swap comedy that was out at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and vice versa. I, there was two films came out the same year where where like a father and son swap bodies. One was vice versa, and I can't remember what the other one was called. Are you sure it wasn't Face Off? <laughs> no, before that, like, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, like the the one of those was on and there was it was like it was just a horrible fucking cinema experience like being in you ever try to watch a film on a boat it's dreadful do you know what i mean there was, <laughs> there was like people down at the front like like puking into a bag and stuff do you know what i mean and uh but there was a there was a, a bit in that where like there's like some scene where some woman's saying to like the fucking the the the, the kid but in the dad's body some woman's trying to like, you know, it's like hilarious eighties comedy, like sex comedy shit, where the fucking oh, this like teenage boy's gonna get like, gonna fuck someone as his dad. How hilarious! But the woman's talking about how like they could they could fuck like beasts or something, and some like young lad at the back of the cinema went, oh fucking go on, do you know what I mean? And everyone was just like, what the fuck, mate? <laughs> like, <laughs> but it was it was funnier than anything that happened in the film. Do you know what I mean? Like. Uh, but yeah, I do not recommend. I do not recommend watching a watching a film on a boat during a storm. It's uh... <laughs> you missed the during a storm. All oh, right, yeah, well, yeah, it was during a storm. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's crucial. I, uh, what's it? What's that? What's that video about like the the perfect storm or whatever it was? It was this big deal about this. It, it was one of these disaster films where it's like they're on a boat and it's a bad storm. Oh, or something. then the uh, the perfect storm. Is that what it's actually called? Yeah, yeah. with, with, Clo- oh. with Clooney and uh, race crime, race crime. Yeah, that's thingy. the one. Aye. That seems like it'd be a perfect film to show on a night like that. Surely, atmospheric, get your audience really invested. Didn't that? Didn't they, at the premiere of that? Didn't like someone throw uh, someone turn up and throw paint at them because of like all the fish they killed, but they were actually like prosthetic fish or something that they used. <laughs> I, I want to say yes. I don't know, but I want to say yes. Comedy purposes, I'm going to say yes. That happened, but yeah, no, I, I've never. I don't think I've ever seen that. But I should have not seen it. I don't think it's on any streaming services. It's that bad. It's not great, like. No, I've not seen it. I'm thinking of Twister, which is actually good. Twister's good. Twister's great. <laughs> yeah. Like Twister's a genuinely like Twister started in my mind all the um you know disaster movie kind of trend in Hollywood. Because they had a pretty good. I mean, it's got some stupid, ludicrous shit. I in mean, it, they like, had the they had know. disaster movies before Twister. Yeah, but there was this whole kind of block that follows from Twister, where they got really popular for a little while, and I think Twister's to blame for it, frankly, because it was like the one good one among that Dante's Peak. Um, yeah, Dante's Dante's Peak was terrible. It's like. <laughs> Dante's Peak is one of these. I think I've, I've meditated on this. I went back and watched it after we did that, that episode on disaster movies, right? And I've come to the conclusion that Dante's Peak is interesting. <laughs> Apart from the lava being terrible. Glad to have it confirmed that I was right all along. I still think it's, be- it's better than Volcano. Yes, it is. It, but it doesn't, it doesn't have Tommy Lee Jones in it. I know, and yet somehow... And yet, somehow... It, like, they don't fucking collapse a skyscraper to redirect the lava in Dante's Peak. Yeah, Volcano's great, like. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? Dante's Peak is just... Dante's Peak is just too up itself. 
Dante's Peak is Grandma's legs. Yeah, that that is just it's like oh we've got to go and save we've got to go and save the old lady and then like you know what I mean oh we're bored with the old lady now dunk her in the acid. <laughs> and then obviously there's the asbestos dog. <laughs> yeah, well, no, we went over that before. Yeah. Like in fairness, right? Without rehashing an old episode, the main, the main thing I remember about like uh, Dante's Peak is the fucking the bit where the dam breaks and the special effect is quite clearly a bowl of shredded wheat being poured out. I'm allowed to grow as a person, Jamie. That's what I'm saying. I'm allowed to revise my opinions. I'm, al- I'm allowed to develop. Yeah, but vol- Volcano's good. But yeah, Twister is Twister is just unironically good. Apart from the belt scene. Oh, yeah. Right, okay. I'd forgotten about that. Twister's bad, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I'm allowed to grow as a person, you are, Jamie. Just apparently quite quickly. If you're reevaluating um, your lava takes, have you got any new takes on the second of the Jurassic Park reboots? No, fuck him. Like, absolutely <laughs> not. 100% not. Oh, so you're not looking you're not looking forward to the third one then? Well, I kind of think I might see that just to see how terribly badly it goes. It looks like it's going to be abysmally bad. Every time they run that franchise into the ground, it's like, let's get Sam Neill back. <laughs> Do you know, I feel like Sam Neill should fire his agent. Like, he's got yeah. better things to do, surely. He does. Yeah. He's he's got a, a pig to scratch. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I would much rather scratch a pig than be in a Jurassic Park film if given the choice. See, when when they re when they reboot it again, they should just uh, like have Jason Statham in it. I want to see him punch <laughs> a raptor. Yeah, like <laughs> just do, just do Fast and the Furious Jurassic Dominion. Oh no! Fuck that! Give me no! Give me give me crank. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. That's exact exactly what I was about to say. I want to see Chev Chelios fight a T Rex. <laughs> Fucking Netflix keeps trying to get me to watch the Expendables, and like the Expendables do a trip to Jurassic World, uh, could be quite entertaining, frankly. See, that feels like the reboot of the reboot of the reboot. Exactly. Mm-hmm. There's a certain point at which it becomes parody. Sorry, I actually switched off the Expendables because I was like, all right, I'll give it a go. It looks shit, and then it got to the bit where Arnold Schwarzenegger turns up. And I was just like, I'm done. I can't keep watching this. It's Bruce Willis and uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger talking to fucking, um, what's his face? Stallone. Stallone, thank you, about this uh, fucking mission. And I just can't take any of this seriously. I just really can't. Did they, surely all three of those actors must have been heavily CGI'd at that point. Like, were they actually all just played by Andy Serkis? Oh, that was that was an inc- that was an incredible tweet the other week with like a fucking picture of him with all the ping pong balls on his face for like fucking whatever, and it was like, oh, and then the picture of Alfred, and it was like, say what you like about the Batman, but the CGI was incredible. <laughs> I really liked the cinematography in the Batman. No, it's a decent film. Like, it's, uh, I, I feel like it, 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 I'd like to see them. It's, Robert Pattinson's the first person to do anything interesting with Batman since Adam West. I want to say, but I feel like it's time we had a Batman film that, like, just maybe where he just like beats up the cops. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I kept wanting him to beat up the cops. I felt like I really liked it, but then it did that thing where it's like the writers realized that their villain had too much of a point, and they were like, "Oh, <laughs> we better make him just like kill some kids for no reason, otherwise people won't get ideas." 
Um, yeah, there was yeah. there was that, and there was the bit where like fucking Gordon arrests John Turturro. Uh, Sorry, spoilers. Yeah. yeah, and he's like, he's like, oh, cops work for me, and then he's like, well, we don't all work for you, and there's like all the cops outside waiting to arrest them, and it's like, yeah, and then everybody clapped. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I like rolled my eyes very hard at that point, like you know. What I mean? Yeah, me too. I feel like the fa- everything. I won't say anymore because I do want David to watch this. It's very good, but I do feel like the very last act of it needed another couple of writing passes. But it was, I, I still think on the whole, it's one of the. I I put it up there as being. Cinemat- in terms of cinematography, I think it's up there with Mad Max in terms of interesting visuals and interesting ways it's been shot. The script, however, is nowhere near as good. I mean, it doesn't have somebody driving a truck with a flamethrower guitar, so you're just inherently wrong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> going to say, that's, that's an incredibly high bar, is it? I'm really upset that they like the Warner Brothers try to screw um, George Miller out of his like, fucking money on Mad Max. So we never got yeah. like any more because mm. I was dying to know whether a sequel would have been anywhere near as good. Yeah. I'm going to say no. They wanted to do it as a prequel about Furiosa from what I understand. The thing is like Fury Road is like just one of the best films ever. But I, mm-hmm. I think yes. that that's in large part because he had like 20 years between them to just refine all the ideas. Do you know what I mean? And I'm not yeah. sure you could like do that again. Cause like, as much as as much as I like the original Mad Max films, they do get like you know what I mean, like less good. As like, I think like, I think a large part of it is the fact that when they did it, they didn't do a script so much as they did like storyboards. They just storyboarded the whole film and then developed a plot from it, essentially, which I think is a really stellar way to do it for a visual medium, and it keeps it lean, keeps it focused, keeps it good. The thing that I wondered about for a sequel is a sequel has to like you know how nerds get into stuff and it's like oh but what are the lore implications and i'm totally guilty about this right i'm not you know i am self-aware enough to know that i suck about this too especially when it comes to like fucking FromSoft games but like um you know I, I was really curious to see if they did a sequel would they fall down that hole basically you know would they go down the whole route of and this is how furiosa lost her hand and like you know make that like a big thing or would they would they find a way to keep it sharp and clean? And That's another thing as well, though. It's like Fury Road is great because there's tons of stuff in it that, like, is good world building. You know what I mean? There's just mm. all these, like, subtle things where it's, like, where they, they call, like, mechanics black thumbs and, like, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? And just, like, all the stuff about, like, McFeasting with the fucking heroes in Valhalla and all this. There's just all this stuff that, like, just informs you of, like, a wider world. And it would probably not be as good if they'd made like 50 t- fil- more films to explain every individual piece of that, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. like you have to have the Bible before you begin shooting to go, right, okay, no, he wouldn't say this, he'd say McFeasting, oh, it's Black Thumb actually, and all this kind of shit. It would definitely, it would weigh it down. Well, I, I don't I don't think it's so bad to like have that stuff in the film. It's where it's the, the, the current trend of just obsessively explaining why everything is like, yeah. the, like it is, do you know what I mean? It's... I'm just less yeah. less interested in that as a fucking as a thing, you know what I mean? Mm. They should do a Mad Max Fury Road sequel and just let David Lynch direct it. Yeah, that would be good. <laughs> sorted. <laughs> it would it would all be about the girl in his head. Like that's what he'd end up doing it on. I'm still forever mad that we never got the David Lynch Star Wars. June is right there. <laughs> <laughs> 
but but even he's not happy with that though. Like I want to I want to see, I wanna see the, the the Star Wars that he was allowed to just go fucking wild on. But have you seen the interview where he is basically just is like he basically just hated George Lucas? Like, yeah. Because <laughs> David Lynch is like pathologically polite. He can't bring himself to say it, but he's just like <laughs> I had to leave because George was giving me kind of a, a headache. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what he talks like. Yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't know, man. I, I that that June film. Everything about Patrick Stewart in that is just solid fucking gold from start it, to finish. That film rules. And and uh, what's his face in the underpants who was coked out his fucking mind and doesn't know where Sting? he is. Sting. Yeah, I need I need to watch that again because I've I've seen it, but like um, I, when I when I saw it like in the, as a teenager, I was I was that was in my drinking phase, so I don't really remember anything apart from Sting in his underpants. That's the main <laughs> thing, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> he's so he's so obliterated in that scene and in many others. He is just he's not vibrating on the same frequency as this universe <laughs> during those scenes. It's great. He genuinely, I'm not even exaggerating. He genuinely, clearly doesn't know where he is to a point that an actor's putting his arm around his shoulder to kind of steer him towards the camera, sort of thing. It's fantastic. Yeah, poor Jack Nance in that film. I feel like he wasn't even actually meant to be acting in it. David Lynch was just like, I'll. Get my trusted friend Jack Nance to sort out these ginger freaks. <laughs> I mean, he do, he, David Lynch does have a habit of that. Like, he'll grab someone and go, yes, clearly it's art, yes and. Like, he did that with the, the main um, serial killer, Bob, in, yeah. you know, Twin Peaks, where it was just like some fucking guy in the costume department accidentally got filmed in a mirror, and David Lynch saw it and went, yes, I like that. And, like, you know, this poor guy ends up being dragged in to be the villain. Can you imagine that conversation? It was like, hey, listen, we caught you in a take. He's like, I'm really sorry, Mr. Lynch. No, no, you don't understand. You look perfectly creepy and weird. I want you to be the villain. What? I would take it as a compliment. Yeah, I'm all for people getting higher paid jobs because they made a mistake. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly, right? (laughs) Fucking fail upwards every day. Oh yeah, it's good when the working class do it. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, and I think I think it, it like you know what I mean. Sting should maybe have spent more time back in the day, like coked out of his mind wearing a nappy, and like less time <laughs> yeah. writing songs about being a nonce. Yeah, less time learning how to play the lute. Also, <laughs> did he learn how to play the lute? Yeah, that's his whole fucking annoying thing that he does now. He plays the lute, and him and his wife do tantric sex. Oh, that's I didn't. I didn't need to know some of that. I don't know. I thought that this was common knowledge. Yeah, do you not remember the sting tantric <laughs> sex fucking shit from back in the day? Jesus. No, no, I, I know nothing about this. I think you've trauma blocked it. Yeah, from your mind. it was it was Maybe. everywhere. It was like to the point where it was like you know one of the go-to jokes on like American talk shows and stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like you're doing your opening monologue, get a dig in about Sting and his fucking like weird tantric sex. I feel like the little kid who never learned that like caterpillars turn into butterflies and is now being ridiculed for not knowing this obvious <laughs> fact that everyone else does. Like. <laughs> I think that the loot is worse than the tantric sex, to be honest. I mean, is it both at the same time is the question? Because that would change it quite dramatically. Well, probably, because yeah. you probably get fucking bored, don't you? I mean, he's not up to much, yeah. <laughs> like, you got to get the loot out after about 13 hours of shagging. Yeah. Just for, I, I, do you know what I mean? I mean, like, fair play to him having that much stamina at his age, but, like, just fucking, oh. I don't think it's a very high stamina act, to be fair. I'm tired just thinking about it. 
<laughs> Just uh, using a fucking ice lolly stick to keep yourself going. You mean into Magnum Dong? <laughs> I said it was the Brothers episode. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Didn't like the opposite of tantric sex is just like having a headache. Do you know what I mean? Like, fucking, <laughs> so I just can't be bothered tonight. Pet. Just leave us alone. <laughs> it's fair. Well, hang on. No, you've got to take it even further, right? The opposite of sex is I've got a headache. So that implies the opposite of tantric sex is tantric headache. Oh, well, I mean, I've had head- headaches that last 13 hours. So, yeah, definitely. I don't know, man. Do you like write, do you, do you film videos of you having your headache and then sell them to people to suggest how they too can have a headache like this if you try? If, if people are going to pay me for that, I might start. I think you should put that on the Patreon instead of you crying in the car. I, 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 for a second there, I thought you were going to say I should put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a pretty good t-shirt in my book, actually. But... Yeah, like a, a skull, like a flaming skull, and it says like. Too horny to live, too tired to fuck. <laughs> I'm actually the Jamie. That's really good, Jamie. I actually make that. Please. Okay. If you do it in black, I'll buy right. it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think we've been recording for about an hour and forty-five minutes at this point, of which fifteen minutes was us just fucking around and me restarting my router. So maybe we want to wind this in for the night? Maybe. Seems like a good idea. Unless we're doing a tantric podcast. <laughs> yeah. Money money bomb podcast. <laughs> Alex Jones style. <laughs> that's uh that's the Elden Ring streams. That's that's what we do those for. So Tantric Elden Ring. Uh. Yeah, I'm feeling bad about that now. Good. Fucking right, okay. Um do we how do we close this one out, David? Because this is a bit of an unusual one. Um Tell people to buy shirts. Apologize? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're sorry for this, but I'm, uh, I'm not. You know, it's better than nothing. <laughs> I categorically do not apologize. <laughs> uh, well, David's just signed off. Yeah. Um, check out our t shirt store. It's on Jamie. What's the URL? Uh, praxiscast.tmail.com. I better check that actually. Like. No, it is. It's praxiscast.tmail.com. Get in. Oh, David, you're alive again. <laughs> awesome. Okay, check check us out there. Yeah, if, if this is for the, the, the free episode, then <laughs> welcome to the fucking podcast. Um, <laughs> Patreon.com forward slash praxiscast for um, not more of this, but more, more of other slightly more focused stuff, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, this is like... This is like the jazz of podcasting as Praxis episodes. It's all the notes we don't play, and usually for good oh, wow. fucking reason. Oh, wow, cool. You've made this sound even worse than it somehow was. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be involved in jazz in any way. It's not very goth. Sorry. But it's like poetry. It rhymes. Last episode, we were talking about jizz, so it's all like, you know, builds together as a theme. <laughs> Fluids. Oh, yeah. I mean, if oh, only. No, we were talking about the fucking music from Star Wars. <laughs> And we weren't allowed to. We weren't allowed to call. We had to rename the episode on Podbean because they wouldn't let us call it the Jizz Bunker. Really? I didn't know that. It's called the Fun Bunker on uh, on Podbean. <laughs> is it in? Is it is fun in square is, brackets, yeah. Jamie? <laughs> Fantastic. Love it. 
Well, um, that's it. That's that's your lot. Um, that'll do you. Normal service resumes next week. Uh, Lila, thank you for coming on. Do you want to promote anything? You can follow me on Twitter at LeechWaifu um, for more unhinged, piss-related <laughs> mental breaks. <laughs> with with Keith. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes I tweet while I'm on drugs. That's good. <laughs> Thank you for having me on and uh, letting me cause chaos. <laughs> oh well, it's been a pleasure. All right, um, I guess we'll call it there. Yeah. yeah. See ya. Okay. Bye. Bye.